Hi, everyone, and welcome to an episode of the Edge podcast with SCR Partners. Uh, today, you've got myself, Dahlia, and my colleague, Ani. Hello. Hey, hey. So, Ani, we've got a really interesting episode today, I believe, um, this time looking more at Industrial Edge and Industry 4.0. And I guess you've spoken to Marco from Stora Enzo, so a real, you know, real-life enterprise customer. Um, can you tell us a little bit about the episode before we get going? Sure. Um, so yeah, as you said, uh, this was uh, an interesting uh, conversation, partly because we had the chance to talk to to a customer. Um, so these people are actually implementing Edge uh, in their uh, factories, and uh, and yeah, it was a really insightful. Um, insightful episode I think because he shared how they started with Edge, uh, uh, the progress that they've seen and then he also uh, gave us a bit of a teaser into their plans for the future so I think it's it's really uh, interesting for um, for people out there so yeah enjoy the episode. Very cool and just quickly I know you've been doing some work around the role of Edge uh, and I think other you know connectivity technologies and manufacturing um, is there a shout out for a particular report we've got coming up? Yeah, uh, it, I'm really glad you asked because we <laughs> we uh, were working uh, with VMware on a report, and this is actually a practical guide for manufacturers who want to look into private networks and eventually um, uh, deploy private 5G. Mm-hmm. So it's a really cool resource for them, uh, for people who want to um, look into this but don't know where to start. So we've come up with these practical steps that they can follow. So yeah, I would encourage everyone who's interested in private 5G, uh, especially in the manufacturing sector to read our report and yeah get those insights cool and what's the report title it's called practical industry guide for manufacturing awesome so we'll check it out after listening to this episode thank you very much hi marco hello thanks for joining us today we really appreciate your time thanks likewise it's uh nice to talk with you well, um, great. Uh, so I know that there is a lot of interest in the industry around um, around edge computing and how it can help uh, manufacturers improve how they work uh, and eventually uh, achieve Industry 4.0. So we're really excited to talk to you uh, about this today to get your perspective and and to learn a bit about your journey with edge computing and how it has helped you helped you as Dora Enzo uh, to um, to improve your operations and achieve your goals. Um, but first, I want to ask you a bit about your Yourself, um, about your role and about Stora Enzo as a company in general. Yes, sure. So my name is Marko Ylipietilä and I'm heading Stora Enzo's industrial digitalization program called Smart Operations. Uh, we started the journey well already in 2016 by by defining strategy, but the um, actual Smart Operations as a program was started in uh, in January 2018, so we we have done the journey already for four and a half years, uh, okay. more, more or less. Nice. So uh, that's me, and then that's kind of uh, what what I'm doing in Sturanza. Okay. Um, so I have two follow up questions. First of all, uh, what do you mean by smart operations? What does it mean to you? Um, and second of all, uh, if you could maybe tell us a bit about uh, Sturanza and what you do, uh, what do you manufacture? What's your process, um, etc. 
yeah, smart operations, uh, like I said, it's it's our industrial digitalization program. So it's then um, kind of using uh, the newest IT and digitalization technologies to help our uh, factories uh, to implement their their operations vision towards uh, the year 2030 that uh, we have kind of described where we want to be then. So uh, we we okay. kind of helping from from our part to uh, achieve those those goals. And uh, what is Turainso then? Well, we are the renewable materials company, and we believe that everything that is, that is made out of fossil based materials today can be made out of trees tomorrow. Okay. And um, our products. Uh, our products include, for example, packaging board or um, uh, wood construction elements for for uh, wooden uh, buildings. Um, we have uh, also some some uh, quite recent uh, uh, new products uh, from Lingnin, for example, which uh, used to be kind of uh, used mostly for, for energy, but can now be uh, further processed to really interesting, interesting products. Okay. So uh, uh, our kind of uh, purpose is to uh, to replace the plastics okay. in, in uh, many, many, many products. Okay, and well, that's, uh, uh, yeah, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> now and I was just uh, going to say I love the mission. I love the mission and that sort of explains the background <laughs> yeah. that you're using today on this call. <laughs> nice. Yeah, exactly. And then, then about uh, Sturans, we are quite Northern European company when it comes to manufacturing. So mm -hmm. uh, uh, most of our manufacturing facilities are, are located in Northern, Northern uh, Europe. Uh, um, kind of biggest countries being uh, Sweden and Finland. Okay. Uh, we have some, some individual production facilities elsewhere as well. But mm -hmm. we, of course, uh, have, have uh, other operations globally and, and we do business globally so uh, that's us and uh, we are roughly 22,000 people and our okay. turnover last year uh, was uh, around 10 billion euros and that was uh, 2021. Nice love to hear it love to hear it great <laughs> cool um, so I wanted to ask you about uh, about your journey with edge computing um, when did you guys start exploring it? Uh, what was the reason or the driver behind this decision? If you could maybe tell us a bit more about that, that would be great. Yeah, first of all, we have a cloud-first strategy, but uh, Edge is closely related to that. Mm -hmm. And uh, Edge was defined in our overall uh, industrial digitalization architecture right from the start. But we started with so-called data edge. Mm -hmm. Meaning that uh, we consolidate uh, the data that we have um, in our factories uh, into single or, or maybe two places. Uh, and then we connect uh, to that point from the cloud to transfer data to cloud for further processing. Mm -hmm. So um, we, we have taken data from the mills to the cloud right from the from the beginning and then mm -hmm. develop these new capabilities in cloud and then last year we added also so-called computing edge to our architecture and now we are kind of uh, taking back uh, some of the development from cloud Mm -hmm. to the mills. To the, to the edge. Yes, mm -hmm. and, and there are certain, certain kind of uh, use cases and requirements um, that basically we, we then address 
with mm -hmm. this uh, computing edge. Okay, and so what are some of those requirements? So obviously, I, I guess one would be um, reducing the the amount of data you send to the cloud, and I'm guessing probably um, cost is one consideration. But I was wondering if there are any other drivers, sort of, um, for for moving some of that compute back to the edge. Yeah, actually, two important uh, requirements are. If you have uh, huge amounts of data, you need to analyze it uh, basically uh, close to real time. Mm -hmm. and, and one such case, concrete case is uh, video analytics. So mm -hmm. if you apply uh, computer uh, vision on uh, continuous video feeds, uh, that's what kind of, or, or for that, uh, this sort of uh, computing locally makes a lot of sense. Mm -hmm. um, another use case is when you need really, really quick response from, from your analytics loads. So uh, uh, then latency is, is the driver there. Uh, for example, when we um, uh, so-called close loop our AI applications uh, mm -hmm. and we let the AI, for example, to, to manage our manufacturing processes, then low latency is a, is a very important requirement. And then it makes sense to actually yeah. do the computing uh, locally. Uh, we still kind of maintain the connection between edge and the cloud uh, so that we can do uh, application management, for example, centrally from the cloud. Right. Okay. Interesting. So um, actually, it's really interesting that you brought up um, video analytics because we were doing a, a project and um, we were interviewing a lot of people. And interestingly, it seems that video analytics is really, um, really sort of, I don't want to use the word, but like a killer use case because everyone's talking about video mm -hmm. analytics. So it's really interesting that you sort of confirmed it as well. Um, and latency, of course, that's that's also something that everyone talks about. But I was wondering, so when you talk about video analytics, so how do you use it uh, or computer vision? How do you use it in your uh, facilities? Like what are some of the concrete uh, use cases or applications for, for, that, um, for that technology? As you said, there are so many opportunities with machine vision. Uh, uh, we, we have implemented some, and we are actually scaling some applications out um, to our factories. So we have managed to uh, kind of break away from this this uh, continuous piloting, and we have really implemented and we're scaling out some computer vision um, based okay. applications. Um, so one such example is uh, deparking optimization. So we use trees uh, mm -hmm. as our main raw material. And uh, no matter if you uh, manufacture uh, wood products or you manufacture uh, pulp and board, uh, you need to uh, depark the logs. Mm -hmm. And okay. when you're deparking the logs, um, you need to depark them in an optimal way. Because if you depark them too much, you lose those very valuable fibers, but if you depark uh, the locks not enough, then that causes uh, problems uh, for your product quality later in the process. So you, so okay. you, you, you want to kind of do optimal deparking, and uh, we use uh, machine vision nowadays for that. Uh, so we continuously uh, analyze the picture feeds uh, from the deparking line. Mm -hmm. And uh, we let actually 
the application directly adjust the process settings to keep okay. the, the deparking result optimal uh, under, under all, all circumstances. And, and we have uh, we have gotten excellent results from from doing that. So that's that's what one example. Okay. But there are so many different areas like uh, I don't know uh, area surveillance. Uh, um, different kind of product quality related checks uh, in the production lines. Mm -hmm. Safety is a, is a huge application area. So right. I, I agree with you. Uh, machine vision is something that uh, has a kind of great future, if you like. Mm -hmm. Also in, in this sort of industrial setting, it has been used for, for years and tens of years already in, in certain, certain um, uh, places. But now uh, I think the, the number of use cases will grow uh, dramatically. In, right. in coming years and we have by the way this is not so much related to edge but uh, because we also believe in this we have created a so-called computer vision platform okay. in our cloud so that uh, anybody in Stura Enso can actually create uh, computer vision AI applications easily oh, wow. uh, with that uh, platform uh, so you can develop you can test, you can fine tune. Uh, then the uh, implementation happens outside the platform, but it's it's really an innovation platform by which we we uh, wanted to democratize uh, right. this computer vision and, and AI, and we even won an industry prize with, with the platform. So uh, oh, I wow. think uh, others also liked it. Right, that sounds really futuristic and cool. <laughs> and I guess the motivation is to sort of ensure that all teams within Storenzo have the opportunity to use this technology if they want to. So that's really cool. Um, I was actually going to ask you about this. So um, you talked about um, this one example and, and you said that you have this application that analyzes the video of it and everything. I was wondering, so when you look at the solution overall, who provides the different component parts? So do, did you develop the application that actually analyzes the video feed or is it like a third party or an ISP that, that does that and then who provides the edge infrastructure I'm guessing you also use some kind of connectivity is it private 5g and, and who provides that component it's really just interesting for me to learn about the different uh, ecosystem players that helped you uh, achieve these um, these goals and these results yeah, yeah. We have uh, the ecosystem approach, as, as you mentioned. So we actually work with many different partners um, and we, we try to uh, select the best ones mm -hmm. for, for particular use cases. Uh, it's really good. You basically get uh, good results. Of mm -hmm. course, it's a little bit challenging to manage all those, all those uh, partners and yeah. vendors. Um, but um, we, we tend to kind of select one vendor for end-to-end -end implementation of one particular application. Mm -hmm. So uh, that, that, that partner co-develops the application uh, with us and then right. also provides uh, lifetime services, lifecycle time uh, services yeah, yeah. then after the, the uh, uh, solution is implemented. Uh, and then that, that one partner is then in a way integrating the, the components that are needed for that particular application. So mm -hmm. um, in, in the in the debarking oh, optimization case, for example, the partner uh, is, is then taking care of the, the cameras and so on. 
Regarding the communications, we're not using 5G almost at all. It's new. It will be everywhere. We will mm -hmm. use it for, for many different uh, kind of uh, purposes. But um, 5G as such um, uh, kind of has only some capabilities, no other technology has, mm -hmm. uh, like extremely low latency uh, right. over air interface. So it's needed, for example, with, with autonomous vehicles or, right. or when, when you want to do remote control. Um, and then it provides also quite uh, quite good throughput um, when, when you uh, want to avoid cabling for example, cameras or, or other mm -hmm. sensors right. in the field. But otherwise, you, you can call with Wi-Fi or, or 4G or even with, with uh, wired connections. Right. So we, we're using multiple ways uh, to move data. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and we try to select the best one for that particular okay. use case. So in this deep parking optimization case, we're using wireline connection because okay. uh, that's available in these uh, deep parking stations in our mm -hmm. woods. Okay, that's cool. Um, nice. Well, um, and yeah, it was interesting to learn that. Um, so in your case, one partner will sort of manage um, the end-to-end -end delivery of the solution. And it was interesting also to learn that um, in this case, they, I guess it's the ISB or the application provider who will, who will take that role, uh, which was cool, um, really interesting. Um, so yeah, um, I guess I only have one more question. I could actually ask you a lot more, uh, but obviously we are a bit time constrained. So I'll ask my last one, which is sort of um, a bit of a, I don't know, open-ended question. Um, I wanted to learn a bit more about your plans for the future in tr when it comes to edge. Do you have any, um, and uh, do you have a strategy? Do you have any, like a vision for edge computing? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we don't have a specific edge vision or, or edge strategy. However, we have a uh, uh, future mill or smart operations vision mm -hmm. that uh, goes to 2030, uh, so uh, eight years ahead. Uh, and uh, we also have smart operations strategy, uh, kind of defining how we then uh, move towards that uh, vision. Right. And uh, that's a shared vision, shared strategy across all our business divisions mm -hmm. uh, who, who participate in this, uh, this smart operations program. And uh, I have created it together with, with all our business, business divisions so that uh, we are aligned and uh, we can then also kind of do the development in the most cost and time efficient way and mm -hmm. kind of uh, share responsibilities, create uh, solutions that are scalable and then uh, copy them across businesses. And that that helps us to, uh, yeah, do things fast, cost efficient, and then scale the solutions out uh, from, from mill to mill when, right. when the applications have proven to be valuable mm -hmm. for our operations. Right. Okay, that's cool. So from what you're saying it sounds like edge is not really the the end it's the means to the end and the end exactly. is to sort of achieve the smart operations and and be a really cool and futuristic company i love that um well really really uh, insightful thank you so much for your time um, and i wish you the best of luck in whatever you do next okay well i hope uh, you guys enjoyed uh, the conversation with marco 
And before we sign off, I wanted to ask you, Dahlia, about uh, any recent developments in the edge space that you would like to comment on. Yeah, um, I mean, there's always lots going on. I think one piece of news that's of note is Google Cloud has now entered the private 5G ring um, and they are enabling sort of, you know, private 5G networks and, and private LT uh, using their Google distributed cloud edge um, mm -hmm. capabilities, uh, which, you know, leverages uh, things like Google Anthos as well. So, um, you know, in, you know, in some ways, it's it's a sort of a late entry into the market because Azure and, and AWS, their close competitors, have already announced uh, their respective mm -hmm. um, you know solutions, and you've got plenty of things coming from you know really interesting kind of um, a consortia type mm -hmm. um, solutions. So that's where you have you know different vendors, each providing maybe the hardware, the software layer, and then the the private five G network infrastructure on top. So you've got you know plenty of those. Uh, plus things from the network equipment providers like Ericsson, Nokia and others. So it's a really open space and, mm -hmm. you know, interesting that you know, Google's um, dived in as well with some partners there and a bit too early to say, to talk too much about the announcement because I think the details are kind of yet to be seen, mm -hmm. um, but we'll definitely be keeping an close eye on it and I'm sure the rest of the industry will as well. Nice. Well, thank you so much for that and thanks for uh, listening to this episode. Thanks a lot. Tune in next time.